All right, what's good, y'all? Welcome to Boulevard Mentality. We got a special host in the house tonight. Y'all already know who it is, so it's no need for an introduction. I got a guest speaker here with me today. He goes by the name of Purple Heart Q. Say what's up to the people, my boy. What's going on, everybody? Hey. Nah, for real, though, y'all. Welcome to the newest episode of Boulevard Mentality featuring me. Hosted by... You obviously no. Uh, <laughs> you said you was the host, and I and said not nah, for real, y'all. So I was going back to being serious. Uh, yeah, I welcome to a brand new episode of Boulevard Mentality. I am your host, Purple Heart, and today I have with me a special guest, Keisha. Yeah, that's me. Right, and uh, yeah. Before we get started, I always do a mental health check. So one through ten, real quick. How you feeling? Mm, today I'm like a seven. Why seven? You know, still just kind of grieving. Lost both of my grandparents within five months. Um, just going through life's bumps and bruises. So just you know, it was raining when I woke up. I thought it was gonna be nice outside. You know, so I just started my day off a little rocky. But you know, right. Hopefully, by the end of the podcast, I could be at about an eight. I hope so. Me I hope too. I hope you can be better than when you came. Don't first of all, don't be telling people about how I was before we got on the air. Mind your business. But uh as far as for me, I'm still kind of getting over this little whatever I had going on. Cause Tuesday night, well, early Wednesday morning, probably like three AM, like uh like my left side of my face was in pain. I don't know where it was coming from. I guess it was sinuses or something, but I'm still like over Coming like I don't know, getting over that I guess. Um my eye felt it feel like it's like swollen. Anytime like light shines in, like in my face and my eyes, just like it start hurting, like my head start hurting, like everything's just irritated. So I would say right now I'm probably like a six. A six? Yeah, because I've been dealing with that all week, like and it's like on and off, like it comes and goes. It's definitely better than what it was earlier this week, but until it fully goes away, I'm just like, all right, I'm just going through the motions. And normally, like I said, when I do my podcast, I want to get up in my chair or whatever, um, just so everything could be therapeutic and I could just work on myself as well as, you know, be able to tell multiple stories throughout this podcast, Boulevard Mentality. But the way I'm feeling, no, I didn't do that. Like I'm right now, I'm laying in bed, and my host is right. I mean, my yeah, my guest is right beside me while I'm feeling like this. So you know, but yeah, that's neither here or there right now. Let's get into the good stuff. So you know, without further ado, DJ, cue the music. Episode of Boulevard Mentality, and again, I have my special guest Keisha. Yeah, that's me. You, 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 you good over there? You, yeah. You, uh, okay. What was I supposed to say? It was, it was a mad delay. I'm trying to make sure you still alive over there. I, I didn't know I was supposed to say something right there. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so this season, this is season one. This is my first time ever doing a podcast, so uh, I wanted to dedicate this first season to. Just getting everybody's perspectives who was close um, to me when I got shot, 318, March 18, 2018. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Like, we here, and you done heard two other stories on how that night played out from different perspectives. And now Keisha is here to tell her side of the story. And so, yeah, the floor is yours, however you want to start it, you know. Just let us know how you was feeling or where you was at the night that you got that phone call. Man, I was laying in the bed. 
I was knocked out, tired. And I just got a phone call. It was from a random number. And I ignored it like three times, and the number kept calling me. So I answered, and it was Jalen. Jalen just was screaming, boom, got shot, boom, got shot. I'm like, bro, stop playing. Like, it's it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Nobody got time to play like this. I don't know what type of cricket Omega sci-fi stuff y'all got going on. Like, stop playing. He like, nah, I ain't playing, bro. Like, asking me for your people's numbers and stuff. So I was like, yeah, I got his dad number. Gave him your dad number. Then I tried to find your mom number. I was on Facebook, trying to call on Facebook, all type of stuff. So um, I want to say Brandon started calling me like, is um you talked to you talked to Jalen and them? I'm like, yeah, bro, is they serious? He like, yeah, I think so. I'm like, all right, what are we gonna do? He like, well shit, we just gonna wait it out and see what happens. I'm like, wait it out. Nah, we not gonna do that. So I got up, drove to Web House. I was already crying like crazy. Drove to Web House. Lando met me over there and we told Webb, Mama, she told Webb, scared him half to death. Woke him up. Me and him came to your mom's house. Your mom was here on the phone with Fred already. Um, They ended up getting the information on where you was at, what room you was in. They were saying you was going to have surgery to try to remove the bullet at that time and all that stuff. So Webb just, um, he was tired, I think, because he had just got off work or something. So he was like, he wanted to go to sleep for like an hour before he drove because I knew I wasn't driving. But... Um, so we both went home for a little bit, but honestly, I didn't even go home. I went, actually, I went and sat at the Waffle House and just sat there. Like, I didn't even want no food or nothing. I just felt, I was scared to be by myself for some reason. I don't know. It was kind of weird. You said, I, no, I think you said something to me, like, uh, a while ago, I guess, when everything first happened, that you, I guess, was driving around in circles trying to figure out where to go, or you ain't had nowhere to go because you, you knew in, like, I guess, an hour there you was... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right. So I, I, like I said, I didn't really want to go home because I was just scared, like for some reason, to just be by myself in that moment. So, um, like, and I knew it was, it's two something in the morning, so nobody's up. Like, whose house are you going to? Like, so I'm just driving around, like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, where is some place where I could be around people? Like, and so I just literally went to Waffle House, and I was just sitting in Waffle House for a while, like, just sitting there, and I was trying to just, you know, like, sit there, think, process, hope, keep myself together. And then, you know, like, as soon as somebody asks you, like, are you okay? Like, you just start crying. So the lady kept coming back over there, like, ma'am, are you okay? And I'm just, like, crying. So I was like, man, let me get out of here. So I went and sat in my car. And that's when I called both of my lawn sisters, um, Portia and Kina. And I was just bawling, telling them everything. Like, I mean, I, I probably was not even telling them nothing. I was crying so bad. But um, thank God they answered because they know if I was calling them at that time, it would be too it would be kind of weird like what she calling me for at this time of night or whatever so that's how that happened then we got on the road about like eight I think no nah, maybe we got there at eight I don't remember but um now nah, we got there at like 10 because you had surgery at eight by the time we got there you had just got out of surgery and um it was mad people in the lobby all the bros of course your family was getting there you know slowly but surely at different times Right. Um, people from Saint Aug was pulling up to come see you. A lot of people, um, of course, you know you like you always say you didn't expect for that many people to come that far to see you. So it was a lot of people that was coming from Raleigh when they got the news because, like, it didn't really get out to people until later on that day because you know with the frat and stuff, everybody was trying to keep it on the low because they didn't want it to seem like you know it had nothing to do with that or whatever. So. We really kind of kept it under wraps for a couple hours. But then once everybody started finding out, like, people were trying to figure out how to get down there and stuff like that. So that was cool to see the love that everybody was showing for you or whatever. Um, So what you want me to, like, go, like, fast forward to the next part? I'm like, hey, hey uh, I can keep the conversation moving if you want me to. It's up to you however you want to have you want to do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, just just let me know where you want me to go with it. Hey, just... All right, cool. So, all of that happened. Uh, 
and he talked about that being, I guess, the situation that happened, it being like feeling like your first heartbreak. So talk about that. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I just basically felt like in that moment, like where we was as far as like, you know, what me and you had going on, Um, when I walked in the back and I seen you, like, I just had to kind of like double take and get myself together because like, I just couldn't believe that I was seeing you like that. Like when I looked at you, I seen like this strong army, like goofy person. And now I'm looking at like just this body, like that's in a sense, it looked like you just lifeless. Like you just laying there, your mouth was wide open. You had tubes coming out everywhere. Um, You had all types of like bandages and uh, like, compression stuff and ice bags and all t- you had er- everything that they had in the hospital they put it on you um everything yeah i'm talking about everything everything i'm like hey so that was kind of like a like a i don't know like i said it, i really felt like that was like a heartbreak for me and i really never felt like i felt one before so like i i just i don't know how to explain it like i couldn't stop crying i could everything everything i heard saw was making me think about you like dang man i can't believe my boy in there like that dang like that's just how it felt like i couldn't i couldn't shake that that initial sight of seeing you like that like and then like i guess somebody had ended up taking a picture of you like that at one point and it started coming around to like my phone and like web and stuff like that and we just like we couldn't even look at it because it was just like, dang. Is that is that the same time when my sister posted on Facebook about people not taking pictures? Well, nah, I don't know who that situation was about. Like anything that I got or any information or anything like that came from like your mom or like probably. No, I don't even think Chrissy at the time, but it really came from your mom or your dad um, at the time. So. I when I seen that I was trying to figure out you know like who had took a picture or who had posted something too because I really ain't know where that was coming from because like at that time like I said like me Webb like we was very protective over like the situation so like we wasn't trying to like let nobody get no information especially if it was people that we knew like you know they might have been cool with you but they won't really like how we was with you so we like oh no nah, we not just ready to tell everybody anything right all right so. You talk, we talked about how you, your, what your perspective was when everything happened, where you was, and then also about quote unquote feeling uh, like it was your first heartbreak. But what we, what I did forget to to talk about is how we actually met, and then that's going to lead into my next topic of you becoming us dating, and then you becoming my one of my uh, caregivers. All right, so. When I first met her, like she threw, it, she was big in college and throwing like little small kickbacks or whatever. And I happened to pull up at the crib with some of the bread before I became the bread. <laughs> and so I came with a black and mild. I asked her, I was like, "Yo, can I smoke this joint here?" Because everybody was doing everything else. And whatever they wanted to do. So I'm going to do what I want to do. I asked her, let me smoke this black and mild, spark that job. She's like, okay, cool. And then, yeah, I'll let you take it from there. I mean, yeah, that's how we met. Um, I was having a little little kickback or something at the house. I don't even know what it was for, if it was for something specific or we just decided to, you know, hang out. I, I can't remember, but... Um, he came with Quan and no, not Quan. You came with Murph and Tone, and um, he was just kind of the only one that was. At first, you were standing by the door like a weirdo for a while, and we was all at the t- at the table playing cards and stuff. I think, um, and then you end up sitting down on my couch, and as I was walking in my room, you like, yo, can I smoke this in here? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. I, mean, I don't care. Um, and then that's like we really ain't have too much more conversation like that that night at all. Like, I was probably drunk, to be honest, uh, and just, you know what I'm saying, enjoying the, the company of everybody else. I didn't really know you like that. Um, and then I want to say you followed me on, like, social media and stuff like that, and that's kind of where we really, like, our friendship and stuff really started to take off. Um, 
you like started putting hard eyes on my pictures and stuff. And I'm like, y'all, y'all remember that dark skinned dude that was sitting on my couch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was kind of fine, but he done slid in my DMs, lucky. So I'm like, dang. All uh, right. Yeah, so now I'm looking at it like. Putting all my little business out there. Yeah, sometimes you got to air it out. So that's Sometimes you just got to do that, you know? I don't know. Yeah, you should know. Sometimes you just got to air it out. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. He um did that, and then, like I said, it was just kind of like a little flirtatious thing on social media. Like, he would comment on my joint with the hard eyes. I might send a little something back. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, And it just kind of went from there. Then I think, like, um, we was kind of – we probably exchanged numbers, and we was texting and stuff like that. I remember I met you in your room one time on campus. um, And – well, not in your room, but, like, in front of your, in front of your suite or whatever in the back. And then, um, you know, we was kind of texting for a little while. And then, you know, you try to play me a little bit. So I had to stop texting you. Um, sexting me? I said texting. Oh, it sounded like you said sexting. No, I did not. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, you said it right now. Just it, it don't, it don't, don't. <laughs> How are we going to air out the truth? Yeah. No, nah, no, we're not going to make up nothing. Um, But, yeah, so, you know, he tried to play me a little bit, y'all. So I had to, you know, let him go. For a while. So, um, fast forward a little bit. We're not even going to tell that story. Um, to you going to airborne school that summer, I guess. And I was back home. And um, I just remember something was just randomly like, yo, FaceTime, boom. So, I just FaceTimed you. And you was at airborne school. So, you like, yeah, I'm in, where were you? Some part of Georgia. Uh, it was. Uh, Savannah. Nah, it was. Um, fuck. I can't even remember, bro. Yeah, some part of, he was in some part of Georgia, and of course, you know, I, I lived in Georgia at the time Fort, with my Fort parents. Fort Benning, I was at Fort Benning. Yeah. In Fort Benning, Georgia. That's like 30 minutes from Columbus, Georgia. Yeah. Out that way, so yeah. Yeah, so he hit, so I hit him up, and we was just chatting or whatever, and um, he was like, yeah, come see me, and I'm like, nah, <laughs> not the way you tried to play right before you left. Mm-mm. All right, so I also cut hair too on campus from time to time, or whatever. And she tried, she tried to bag me, little kid. Cut the crap! You did no so what because first of all, she you, asked for a haircut. no because first of all, you was not even the only person that I asked. I just needed an emergency haircut. Okay, well, apparently she needed an emergency haircut. I wasn't the first person she asked, but apparently I was the only one that was available at the time. So <laughs> hey, I came to cut her hair first, baby. You play too much because okay, so yeah, he came to cut my hair and he at my house. So what happened when you was going down the steps? You like don't be a stranger. I'm like I won't. So yeah, did. Don't. <laughs> I mean don't. I mean, what do you want me to say? Man, listen. So he like don't be a stranger, and I'm like I won't. Within like ten minutes, he already hit me up. Cap. But Cap. Tell, come on now, tell the truth, what, shame what, the devil. What, Stop what playing. What I say. I don't remember exactly what yeah, you said. Yeah, no. Like, definitely not. Man, you lie too bad. It's not It's not cute. Yeah, no. Tell the truth. I, I definitely can't remember that time, so I don't know. Yeah, I bet you can't remember now. But anyway, after that, we just kind of started chilling and stuff like that on a regular. Um, really texting and talking. Well, he always used to kind of act like he was busy, um, for, like, in the very beginning. And then when he started to, you know, he started feeling the kid a little bit. That's when um he started like really like tapping in with me, I guess. And uh I used to hang out with Brandon and Webb at um Lions Park when they was at work a lot. And they'd be like, Man, we can't never get Boone to come up here, but when Keisha called Boone, I always come up here. Call Boone, tell him to come up here. So I'd be like, All right, I'm calling him, tell him to come up here. Girl. Am I lying? I mean, you ain't gotta say it like that though. But am I lying? You got you got it. It don't matter how I say it. Am I lying? Yeah, we used to hoop. I used to, uh, <laughs> I used to dunk on her from time to time. Cap. But yeah, nah, she definitely was like, <laughs> let me let me tell my no, part now. Just don't you don't no, just don't talk. lie. That's I'm all I'm saying. You just never dunked on me ever. All right, let me just talk. Okay, cool. So she was. It's not all right. So it's not too many people. One, how she how she got me right. Period. Y'all heard that right? How I got him. Period. Just throw it start, in the bag. How she started to get me. So <laughs> at that age, it ain't too many people that know how to cook for real. And when I say cook, I'm talking about a like a 
a full course meal, not just like one thing and then one other thing. I'm talking about like the meat, a couple sides, vegetables, biscuits, all that shit. Like it ain't too many people that age at that age that we we were at that time. We were like twenty two. And so like she got me on that. And then on top of that, she was like she played basketball for the school, so she was already into sports. Like we can chill, watch the game together. Uh, you know. Just like normal shit I do with the the guy she would be into on top of, you know, everything else that females like to do with people that they are with. Are into. <laughs> what, Howard? Right. Follow me here. No, we not. Which what are you talking about? Listen. Just say I was like a you know what I'm saying, like you was attracted to me, but then I also gave you that, like, oh my we could just be cool. Like, I'm going to hang out. We're going to watch sports. We're going to play sports. We're going to joke around, act crazy. Like, yeah. that's just what okay, we did. Cool. She said that, and then she cooked. She cooked, too. Right. That was it. That's how we started vibing. Uh, So. Then I used to want to do everything he was doing. If he was going to the gym, I said, oh, let me go to the gym. Right, okay, cool. And I used to be able to tell, like, I used to be able to, like, I used to do, like, little shit. Like, I would be serious at the same time, but it'd be, like, little hints. Like, what you said, I think we said something like, um, like, little flirtation shit. Like, what do you do if a girl do this? Or what do you do if oh, a yeah, guy yeah. do this? He used to be trying to figure out how to bag me by asking me, like. But at the same time. How do you I'll be know? Al- I'd be also talking about other females, too. Right, right, right. And I, I'm not saying you lying because, you know, like I said, at that time, we both still was doing what we was doing. So, I ain't, you yeah, know what I'm saying? So. But essentially, you was trying to use my advice to ba- to bag me in the long run. Like, he like, how do you know if a girl really like you or she really the one for you? I'm like, man, if it ain't me, she ain't the one. That's it. That's how you know. That's it. That's how you know. So, fast forward. After all that happened, I invited her to Christmas dinner with my with my um, with my peoples at my people's crib, just as friends. And I never like to like bring females around my family because they always ask questions. And yeah, that's when not, I knew I had them. I'm like, oh, he want me to come meet the family. No, she didn't go home for the holidays. I felt bad for her, so <laughs> yeah, I, right. I was like, okay, cool. I was going home the I'm next not week. I leave little little red riding hood sitting at the crib <laughs> by herself. So yeah. So come, come chill with my family or whatever like that. And I said, I, what I told you, I said, if they get started asking questions, don't get nervous because that's they go ask. Just off the strength of you a female, we came together or whatever. Y'all know me. I'm going to stand up to the challenge. But, yo, he got this one. Uh, she was pressing me pretty tough, though. I'm like, listen, I'm just here. Um, you know, we just friends. But she was like, so what do you and Howard do? I'm like, hang out. <laughs> Right, so before I started my uh, my pledging process, I guess I guess that's how you want to say it. I don't know if that's a political term, but before I started the process, that was the last time we hung out or whatever. And Not so, really though, I mean, like, that was the last like significant event. But you know, like you, we were still hanging out at like the park and stuff. Yeah, but. So then, so then, like out of out of all that, like I get shot like two months later, two or three months later after right. the Christmas party or whatever. But yeah, um, so she was so she's originally from Atlanta, and so my rehab was in Atlanta. So she came down. Okay, so now we're going to rehab. Yeah, like now, like we already we already explained how I got shot. So now, like I'm we in rehab. So, within her being a good friend, she checked up on me in the hospital when I was in South Carolina. Now I'm in rehab, and she's from Atlanta, so it was easy for her to go back and forth because she had somewhere to stay. She would always check up on me. You know, I had a couple other people that, that came out there and checked up on me, but for some reason, every time she came, I was always, like, laughing and joking, or she always made me, like, laugh or whatever because I was miserable, like, I'm still trying to adapt to this lifestyle shit still am to this day but then it was like yo like I don't want to smile I don't want to talk to nobody like let me say to myself like all that shit and as soon as she come I start laughing on some dumb shit like 
Yeah, you know, I just had that little, you know, effect on you. That's it. So nothing crazy. She, she, uh, you know, was back and forth from Raleigh to Atlanta, from her crib in Atlanta to the hospital. You know, check up on me from time to time, and then now it's time for me to leave. Um, the rehab and I stayed in rehab for like a month. Now it's time for me to leave rehab, and she flew back with me on the. Like the private jet that we had, fly me out. Oh, fly me out back to the crib. And so from there, it was just like, all right, like I know we friends, but maybe it's something more. Like I don't know. Okay, don't do that I'm because no, I'm I, and I'm only saying I want no because it's the no, part that I always no, be listen, hating about no, you listen, telling the story. You be trying to make it seem like listen what I'm we saying. Just, all of a sudden, no, got listen, to the no, point where it was like, no, listen, okay. Listen to what I'm trying to say. And I, where we were, where we was before the accident happened, that's totally different. But now the dynamic has changed. Like, a nigga is paralyzed, can't move, totally dependent. So, yeah, you're there as a friend. But are you, are you really, do you really want to pursue that as a, like an actual relationship? I mean, in I mean, my mind, at the time, I'm going, like, I'm still staying in the same place that we was before you got shot. Like, right. before you got shot, we was, you know what I'm saying, on well, the all, verge All of something. this is new for me, right? Right, so I'm, 20, I'm picking 20, up what you're putting down, but what I'm saying is, like, years. don't downplay it just because no, it was not. new for you in that moment. Like, I ain't downplaying it. I feel like saying. that's never, like, something that's known. Because even at the time, like, you know, like, when you was out in, um, when it happened. When when you and Quan and everybody was telling this story, oh yeah, you know we had all the hoes. Like stop playing. Nah, nigga, At the time, all y'all had girlfriends. So let's let's be real. Nigga, you said it because Lauren said that. Nigga. First of all, you ain't got to be name dropping people. Second of all, nobody know who that is I'm except not- the person that I just said. <laughs> no, everybody know who that is. Second of all. Um, I'm not just saying that because she's saying that. I'm saying that because that's the truth. Like y'all was talking about, oh yeah, we had all the hoes, we had this, we had that. So, I never said that, bro. Everybody was like, yeah, Boone had all the bitches in the lobby. At the lobby, like, come on now, cut the crap. At, at the lobby, that don't mean I had hoes. They everybody just that. They I was like, yeah, with. y'all was outside, um, chatting with all the volleyball players and and y'all had all the girls yeah, buying y'all drinks and yeah. y'all just sounded like y'all was out there oh, having yeah. the Mac Mac Patty Whack when. <laughs> 20 minutes before you was goddamn on FaceTime with me talking about, yeah, I'm finally a little bit. Man, stop playing. Y'all showed out on that episode. You know what? Let me get some. Let me, <laughs> let me get some of the, the, the well, now ex girlfriends. I tell you, Michael, you are wild. They don't like to hear the truth, man. man. They don't like on. to hear the truth. Yeah, okay. The truth. Okay, the truth is at the time, all y'all had girlfriends man, yeah, or. Man. Or Jaylen, listen, Jaylen. Li- man, stop calling people names. You the feds, <laughs> nigga. Whether I'm not lying, <laughs> it I don't just, matter. You names, gotta be putting the, them out the there two, like that. The two names that I just called. This is about me and you. Yeah, okay. So cool. cut the crap. But okay, all right. So at the time, hey, tell your story, Sean. Yeah, at the time, you too had. Uh, I'm not gonna say girlfriend because at the time I was not your girlfriend, but. You knew what it was, and I knew what it was, cause you know, at the you know what I'm saying, you done crossed now, so I could tell your business. But after you went to set and stuff like that, you, I mean, I probably okay. This <laughs> <laughs> is stupid. Okay, <laughs> you was coming to my house, so uh, yeah, you knew what it was. So you know that was real cute that y'all tried to show out <laughs> about what happened back then. But anyway, we are gonna fast forward back to what we were talking about. <laughs> I'm about to turn your bike off Man listen You told me to come out here and tell the truth Hey but Yeah so back to what I was trying to say Get back home You know like Everybody like so I'm back at home For real like I said she flew back with me On a private jet or whatever But now I'm at home And along with family members coming to the crib Like I'm cooking out every day like niggas come to the crib, make sure I'm good. Of course, that shit that shit died out quick. But in the midst of that, I start, I got friends coming over, female friends, old female friends, like coming over just chilling. Yeah, it was as people fr- coming as out friends, the for but me. as as friends though. But I don't know when a whole bunch of females is in the room and there's one guy 
That shit is that shit is terrifying. Yeah, everybody making eye contact at each other. It's quiet, but it's uh, multiple people in the room. But ain't nobody saying shit. Only thing you can honestly, hear is the TV. it was only like two of those moments for me because you know, like I'd be quick to just go in another room and just chill until it till it air out. But it was two moments. It was one time when I came here and one other person was here. And it was kind of awkward because it was just like, okay. And you like, yeah, this so-and-so, this so-and-so, this so-and-so, this so-and-so. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Man, it was times. And, and then I it, ain't going to hold. It was times where. So, say like Keisha would come one day. She would come by herself. And like nobody else would come. But then Keisha would be like, yeah, I might not be back tomorrow, but I'll be back so-and-so. That so-and-so day that she come back, that's when everybody want to come at the same time. So it's four <laughs> Like four females in here in the crib at the same time. It was times where I act like I was asleep <laughs> for them, for everybody to be like, all right, I'm gonna let him get his rest. Like, I'm about to leave. Yeah, Only because, like, I, I don't I don't do good with tension. And it won't nothing, it won't no, no need for tension to be there. Right. But just the fact that, you know, given the situation, everybody wanna be caring and actually, like, trying to, you know, be there. It was just like, all right. He got like okay, like where where what's my position? Oh, he got too many people trying to care for him. This and that third, and like I said, yeah. See, like I just kind of got thrown into the role as a caregiver because at that time, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't with none of that. I remember the first time, like when you was it when you was in South Carolina still, and I came in there like once you like woke up or whatever, and like you was trying to talk to me, but remember you they always had your cuff inflated, so you I was, was trying to. A little button on the side of my yeah 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 you was trying to teach me how to do it but you know you could you was like <laughs> so for one outside of the fact that I couldn't really understand what you were saying like I was just terrified of touching anything because I'm like oh hell no nah. like I'm not about to touch nothing so he like tell the nurse to come show you how to do it and I'm like no I can read your lips I'm good so that was the first moment that I was terrified of doing anything and then, like, you know, like you said, once you got home, of course, you still needed a whole lot of care and stuff like that. And, you know, other people to each his own, they was coming. They was hands on. They were trying to learn everything. I was like, OK, cool. I'm going to go sit in the other room. And when y'all get done doing all that, then, you know, what I'm saying I'll come back in here. But I wasn't really like pressed to be a caregiver or to show you that I'm here for you by taking care of you. Like, I'm like, I'm here. Like my presence. I'm here. That's it. Like. You know, you need to talk. You need a good laugh. Like that's what I'm here for. I'm not really here for the care part. Right. And look at look at me now. Yeah. Two two and a half years later, caregiver. Yeah, and I and I uh, and I and I guess you could say I had options. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to seem like I was a hoe because I'm not. That's not what it was. But like you said, people was coming back. Um, you know, just trying to show their support and love, and you know. It's overall just showing that they was. So they he was felt like no, nah, so no, no, no. So Jesus, go ahead. So people started coming back. So he felt like he had to open his 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 uh his options back up. He nah. said, "Forget everything that we already had going Man. on. All these other childies coming here. Let me see what they talking about." I'm trying to figure out what's genuine and what's not, right? And so I'm trying to figure out if the person. Like, okay, you here, but do you understand the severity of this situation? Yeah, but that couldn't have been di- true, Howard, because at that time, you didn't even know the severity of the situation. No, I like, knew. Let's be honest. I you knew. Know, I was, no, listen. No. This is what I'm about to say. I knew, but I was in denial. No, you I, didn't I, know. You didn't know. Sorry. I, I explain that. Because even, like, up until, like, more recently, like, I mean, you didn't know that you was gonna be paralyzed. You don't. You didn't know how long you're gonna be paralyzed. You didn't know how long you was gonna be on a ventilator. Like you didn't know any of that. Like no, so, but to, to to already be like this, it's like okay, cool. Do you do you are you here because of thought of who I was, or are you actually here because? Whatever, whatever man, happens, you dramatic. If those no, folks man, was there, they was there for you. Man, That's I, it. But I get that. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, are you here? Because I thought of who I was, and you expect me to get back to that. Y'all, Howard always thinks somebody oh want to use bro. him. He used to always Listen, say, bro, girls me want me because I'm in the military, and because they know I got money, and they know I got something going for me. Boy, cut the crap. No, it wasn't It wasn't like that, but it was definitely on some shit like, all right, cool. I know where I'm going, and wherever I'm going, 
I can't just bring anybody with me. It wasn't on no cocky shit. It was just like, yeah, like the vision of where I'm going is so clear. Like, whoever I bring with me got to be like solid. Heard. Yeah. And so that was that. And, but I definitely, I definitely want to uh, ask you, I guess for the people that don't, that, that don't know, never experienced it. Um, I guess uh, curious never asked uh, I'm gonna ask you what was your experience like being in a relationship with somebody disabled mm. because that's a rare situation it was a it it was an experience that's truly hard to explain <laughs> every day was different Every day was it's it's highs and it's lows. Like, you know, like this is still somebody that you like if you choose to be with somebody through their disability, obviously you have a high level of love for that person. So you want to see this person happy no matter what. So like I always used to do everything I could to make sure that you were still happy, like at the end of the day. But it's 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 a lot. It's very it's an emotional roller coaster and sometimes it just gets draining like you know, just dealing with everything that comes with it, it especially like just a disability to your extent, like, cause you know, every disability is not the same. So, you know, if we want to go to the movies, we got to figure out, is it wheelchair accessible? Um, do they got to plug the plug in your ventilator? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, how is everybody going to be like, how you going to feel when if everybody just looking at you and stuff like that? Like, so, you know, just before we even started doing stuff like that, we used to always have those conversations just to kind of prepare you. Like, you know, everybody going to be looking at us, but shoot, I, you know, like that was just something that we never cared about. Like we was just two people who was able to still live life through the situation and not really care about, Oh, they looking at you cause you're in a wheelchair. Like we didn't really care about that. Um, so I, I I truly say that like it's not for the weak. Like you would not be able to do it if you don't really love somebody. Um, it, it taught me a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about the extent that I would be willing to go for somebody that I love. Um, it taught me um, a whole lot about the medical field. Um, it gave me some of my worst days as far as like you know scares and stuff like that because what we had what three times where we thought you was gonna die after the initial look after the initial time i don't know about three times okay i think it was three times total but it was two times after you like one time when you got shot because you died like in the operating room and all that and on the scene and then it was like two more times you had um episodes like while you was at home Uh, i think that was the one of the okay, the I think that first time was, I guess I think I had like a a UTI. Yeah, that real bad one. And my my urine line was blocked, and I didn't realize that until the next day. I'm like, yo, like I'm feeling crazy. Like urine ain't coming out. What's going on? And then as soon as like they changed the catheter, the EMS came and all that. Like almost four hundred, fourteen hundred, or twelve hundred worth of urine came flowing out. And I'm still feeling bad, so they had to take me to the hospital anyway, or whatever, just to make sure I was good, vitals and all that stuff. But then the second time, like that was really the scariest for me. Yeah, that was because I passed out. I didn't even know I passed out. I woke up in the hospital like, what the fuck? Like, who 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 brought me here? <laughs> Y'all, yeah. like, no, I'm gonna just touch on that last time for a second though. Like, that was the time where, like, you know, I really thought it was the end. Like, I was like, oh, like. I just was, I was so hurt again, all over again. Like it felt like March 18, 2018, all over again, because like I had just left for work and you literally like spoke to me and everything. Like, you know, I'm like, love you, love you too type of thing. So I'm like, dang, like within five minutes of me being at my job, which my job was probably like 15 minutes away. The nurse is calling me like Howard just passed out. We had to call the EMS. I'm like, he was just perfectly fine when I left. Yeah, I don't know what the hell. So it was just bro. crazy that that happened within 15 minutes. So, you know, I done 360 on the highway, came back. When I got here, you was already in the back of the ambulance, so they weren't trying to let me see you or nothing. So I'm like, man, what the? So they're like, well, just get in the front. You can ride the ambulance there. So then the guy was telling me, like, once you got there, I still wouldn't be able to see you till they got in the room. 
you know me. So I got out the truck, and while they was pulling you out, I seen you at that point. And when I tell you, y'all, his eyes was rolling every way. <laughs> like, they was not agreeing with each other in this time. Like, they was rolling all over the place. Like, he couldn't control his, um, like, his mouth. And his head was, like, you know, just kind of going. Like, he was doing, like, this little Stevie Wonder kind of thing, like, towards one side. So I'm just looking at him like, yo, this is this is not good. Like this is not good at all. And then like when you when you finally got in the room, they was like, Y'all can go back there now. So, you know, of course we let your mom and your dad go back there first. And um I think your mom and Val, because your dad hadn't got there yet. And um like your mom just came back balling and I was like, Oh hell no. Like <laughs> So I'm thinking in my head, like, nah, maybe she's just a little dramatic because this her son, so it, you know, she don't really want to see him in no type of way. Man, I went back there. I was the same way. Like, I was trying to hold it together. I'm trying to talk to you, da-da-da-da. And I just looked at you, and I just I, I just bust out crying. I had to leave out, too, again. But to go back to the question, like, those is just the moments that comes with it. So it's like, I or can't. Hopefully there's not, not another moment like that. Right, that. right, prayerfully. But, um, you know, like, I can't really, like, you can't prepare nobody, give nobody advice on, on how to deal with those situations or, you know, anything like that because that's not a situation that you expect to happen or that you you can prepare for because when it happened you just be in such a frantic like panic like you don't you're not really thinking about nothing else like you just like this the end (laughs) so as far as like just being with somebody who's disabled I feel like um you don't know until you know um like I never imagined myself being with somebody who's disabled obviously um but you know, it's a lot of couples on YouTube that YouTube themselves. That's kind of why we started our YouTube channel. Um, that YouTube uh, that themselves. Didn't last long. Yeah, because you never wanted to make videos. Nah, nigga, you didn't. Wanna, nah, we not. You was lazy, bro. We not about to start you this lazy. YouTube. No. We went to New Jersey. Power. Okay, New Jersey. Lo- no, no, New me. Jersey. I can say was me, but it was. It wasn't because I was lazy. It was just because like it was so much going on. Like I wasn't really trying to vlog for real. But that was one of the most key. That was one of the most key times where I should have been vlogging. Yes, but I just wasn't in the mood to vlog that time. But any other time, how it was you, you wasn't trying to make a video. Yeah, we were trying. I was trying to get this money. This disability check, y'all. He's capping right now. This disability check. Y'all could ask anybody that was in our close circle, like. About the YouTube, like Howard, Howard would make all these excuses. I don't want to keep making YouTube videos if I'm just laying in the bed. Like, wait till I get in my chair. Wait till I get in my chair. And he wasn't getting in his chair that often at this time. So we would have never been making videos if that was the case. So don't let him cap to y'all. But anyway, like I was saying, there's other couples out there that are on YouTube that are this, um, you know, either one or both of them are disabled. And it's educational to see because there's so much stuff that I can say, and I'm pretty sure you can say too, that you learn about being disabled or even like you know how to maintain a relationship and you know just do different things in a relationship that people think that you can't do complicated it is but especially at my level of injury, right right i mean you had a very high level of a spinal cord injury so it's it's definitely complicated but you know to each his own like I, i i would definitely not say don't be scared of it like it's just like anything else in life. Like it requires growth and it requires like just effort. And understanding. And understanding. On both ends because sometimes, you know, you wasn't very understanding either. And sometimes I wasn't even though I feel like I tried to understand your situation the best that I could. Yeah. I mean, you know, shit, like she said, it ain't for the week. It ain't, this shit ain't, it ain't for everybody. But Mm-mm. but we had some really good times though. Yeah. So, hey, for all my single ladies out there right now, you know what I'm saying. And not if, the if shout you, out with my ex I, on the line. Cut it. Yeah, nah, man. You know what I'm saying. If you wanna, you know, end nah. up, you know, roll out with a nick. They don't want to roll out with a nick. Nah, I roll you around in my wheelchair. My shit goes six mile by <laughs> six point five. You're childish. Six point five. Yeah. I feel like doing willies and all. Come on, yeah. Y'all, one time how it was running into everything. Oh my goodness! Remember you ran into the garage? Couldn't stop. <laughs> so I can't my I can't move. Nothing <laughs> passed. Like only thing I could move is my head. Nothing past my neck. I can't move shit. So the way I control my wheelchair is called a sipping puff. So you have to blow a certain way to go forward. You have to suck 
Or sit with it Called sit I don't want to say suck Pause <laughs> You got that You, you corny You got to sip You got to sip Into that joint To go backwards uh, Blow uh, Blow lightly Or puff lightly To go left Puff lightly to, Or sip light To go right Or however Whatever Yeah it's that hard and As hard as it is for him To explain it right now That's how hard it then, is to do it And then to actually stop it You got to like Blow harder. No, you gotta you gotta suck in all like harder. Like, cancel cancel everything that just happened. Right. But for some reason, I'm going up the hill in my driveway, and the motherfucking chair don't want to stop. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, shit, come on, come on. And I ran into the garage, fucked up my toes. Yeah, I used to try to like ride around in his wheelchair and use that joint, and it's 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 really that's not for the weak because. I'd be like, oh, that's a, that's a I'm just, game. yeah, I was just about to say, I, w- I would be like, I'm about to just lay in the bed because I just can't play with this thing all day. Like, And I thought I had got so good at rehab. I was on there. I was doing a sip and puff. And I don't know if my head was hurt. I was trying to get back to the room. And I had the chair lean back a little bit. And I'm sipping and puffing. You know what I'm saying? On my Snoop Dogg shit. Couldn't stop. <laughs> that boy said all his Snoop Dogg shit. Yeah. You silly. I couldn't stop. A older, a old white man. <laughs> Was coming out of his room, and I couldn't stop. I'm su- I'm sucking the hell out of this straw. No get no no homo shit. I'm sucking the hell out of this straw trying to stop this bitch. The this shit kept going. Hey, we- and I ran into the old man. This was at the Shepherd Center, right? Yeah, and he had a neck brace on too. And <laughs> I ran into him. I felt so bad, bro. I'm like, shit, fuck it. Yeah. Remember, uh, it was one time we was riding in the car, and, and your chair leaned all the way back. Man, yeah. <laughs> man, your ass, your ass, a fucking speed demon. Man, he, y'all, we'd be going twenty five miles per hour. How we're like, why are you speeding? I'm like, man, just sit back. Yeah, no. but, but yeah, uh, we had good times. Uh, what else you want to talk about on here? Right? Just leave, leave some good advice for the people before we, you know, we cut the air. Man, about like anything, anything, and everything. You know, if you want to give advice to, you know, the women looking that's out there looking at a nigga that's, you know, with a little disability, you know, <laughs> you, know you want to get a little advice about it. honestly, like, it be some fine men with disabilities, so don't miss out <laughs> Don't miss out on your blessings. Why are you joking on niggas with disabilities? Bro? I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. It was some, it was some nice looking, like, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Anywho. Like, okay, you a nice-looking man, and you got a disability. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it be right. some nice-looking man that got disabilities. Like, you can't control what happens to you in your lifetime. Like, just know that it could be you at any point. Like, before you before you judge somebody, before you um, look at somebody in a wheelchair and be like, ill or, you know, anybody with a disability and, and fix your face up to talk about them, just know that, you could be doing everything right in your life and it could be you within the next second or the next, you know what I'm saying, the next minute. Like, we just never know. And, you know, this world, the way it's going right now, you, you really just don't know. You could just be walking down the street and catch a stray bullet, riding your bike outside and catch a stray bullet, and it could be you next. Like, so don't just be... If not worse. Right, if not worse. So, you know, my advice would be, like, if you if you love somebody that's experiencing a disability and you know you need some comfort and some guidance within that relationship like pray number one like I used to spend a lot of time in the shower praying how you saw it be like what took you so long like man I'm in there talking to God so um prayer you know what I'm saying just making sure that your relationship with God is strong and letting him lead you in your decision making and in your uh your your time with your you know, significant other who may be experiencing a disability. Um, or even if you got a friend, like, you know, I used to always talk about how our friends, like, I feel like after a certain amount of time, like they stop coming around and they don't understand how much that affects the person. Um, and, you know, I get it. Like I get you have your own life. I get you out and about, you know, going through life, but people that's local and stuff like that, it's, it's no way that you can't take, an hour out of one day to just come sit and talk because those types of things make their day like it used to make Howard's day so much when somebody he ain't seen in so long came to just sit with him for even if it was 10 15 minutes or an hour however long he'll be like he'll call me I'm at work like yeah so-and-so just came over like 
man, I was so happy to see you. Like, that's the type of stuff that make their day. So if you if you got family, friends, um, or anybody that's dealing with a disability or that's not able to kind of just navigate through life um, the way, you know, the average person does on an everyday basis, just remember them um, and, and make out make time out for them the way you would want them to if it was you in that situation. All right. That was a good, uh, good long essay. Well said. Oh, I know you're not talking. It was well, it was well said. It was well said. I definitely appreciate that. You know, well, you so know, all my single women, if you out there, all my single fellas, if you looking for a, if you looking for somebody that's gonna be down with you no matter what. <laughs> Can I finish? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So if you want to roll with me in the park one day, sit on my lap. I got six point five. I got it. But yeah. But yeah. So definitely was good. Having you on this podcast, you know what I'm saying? We definitely got a lot that we can talk about. But on this season, I'm only getting perspective from those who were close with me throughout the situation when it happened. And, you know, season two, when that come out, we we, we fully live. We're going to talk about any and everything. We ain't holding shit back. Right. Talk <laughs> about all the going outs, the nights that I had, drunk, drunk nights, all that good shit. Like, I'm... Oh, you on that type of vibe next season? season. Yeah, season two though. Okay, I might have to miss that season. Yeah, um, yeah, okay, cool. But (laughs) season one, like I said, like this is all about perspective, game perspective, trying to see um, what I guess the initial reaction of everybody when the situation for that because I don't know when I got shot, I blacked out. Facts. I woke up in the hospital almost two two weeks later, so I don't know. But uh. Definitely, I appreciate you. Appreciate you bringing a real one on the channel. I mean, on the podcast, you know, so I could speak up for the ladies because you know y'all men be acting up. Sometimes we gotta come through and let let everybody know what's up. Yeah, I'm just uh, kidding, but I love you, Shardy. I fuck with you too. You better (laughs) stop playing with me. I love you too. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. I won't say it no more. We trying to show out. For the podcast, I ain't sure right now, but yeah. Without further ado, so you really not gonna say that? Oh back. my god, I'm trying to close it, bro. Me too. All right, go ahead, close. No, you really not gonna say it back? I said it. No, you didn't. I said it again. No, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have it to. You should have just mean, said it first. You should have just said anything. it back the first time instead of trying to show out. It doesn't mean anything. No. Yes, it does. All right, I love you too. <sighs> Man, thank y'all for tuning in to Boulevard Mentality. You know, the K-Dub takeover, you know, hosting my show with my my young bull, Girl, Purple Heart the Q. Now, go ahead and cue that music so we can get a Y'all body. already know what it is. Get a body up. Uh, I feel like a champion.